0: morning can you hear yeah
1: am i coming in clear yeah okay how are you
0: i'm doing good how are yeah. you
1: oh i'm fine you feeling yeah. better oh yes yeah back to normal mm-hmm.
0: yay
1: yeah so that's good
0: yeah everybody's back to normal
1: everyone uh stacy's coughing but she's you know over uh, it, um, the cough, I guess, could last for a while. Yeah. How Did you cough for a while, or did you not really have that as a symptom?
0: About a week or two, two weeks, yeah. maybe.
1: Yeah, she's on like two weeks. Yeah. But other than that, she's I think she's pretty much feeling fine, so. Yeah. So not, w- too, not too bad.
0: I, yesterday, I was reading my uh, Prophet Remastered, you know, where Rob has a different ink or ink over his original page. And I try try to look for it in the database and it's not there. I'm like, this sucks. Because there's a bunch of covers. I hate when there's a bunch of covers because if you submit something, it has to be in the right order. Yeah. You have to look at the right code and... Cause I got the no, Stephen Plot there at cover. All or just, no, it's not there.
1: Cover isn't there. Because oh,
0: well. it, in, inside the inside of the book, well, he he made it confusing because one one month he he did profit number, I mean, uh, yeah, profit number one, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next month he did profit number one remastered, which was like his Snake Eyes where he uh, Snake Eyes five or what, whichever issue it was where. He took the pencils, his pencils, and then hired like somebody else famous to do inks over his pencils and he He did the same thing, like he had Jim Rugg and Tom Sholey and al al Ali Garza and a bunch of different guys inking mm-hmm. over his work and i those are fun to watch because you could see like. You could see how much an inker matters. Like, so like like the Tom Scholey page, you can't even tell it's a Rob Liefeld page. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but but some guys are like, exactly like they've inked over him before, like Dan Frega and you know like a couple of guys, oh, yeah. Marat Michaels, and so so it looks it still looks like Rob's page. But but then you get some of the more creative stuff and it doesn't even look like Rob's. But uh, yeah, I, I always like those. But
1: I'm I like so I don't I th-
0: even I don't even want to enter it in. Well, I think I
1: see it. What what cover did you get?
0: Well, what is it called? Is it remastered?
1: No, you just have to look at the original profit from '93. Oh, oh, but no,
0: but that's not the remastered covers. Those are yeah, the yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, but you go down a little farther until you get to uh one a it came out in twenty twenty two covered by life then there's a Kapulu a miller there's all these covers
0: yeah it's those those number are, one those, those are uh, those are
1: uh those are the ones that came out this year
0: yeah, like if you... but if you look at the Inker, they're all Dan Panosian They're all Okay. That's what I'm telling you. Okay. There's two issues that came out. There's the facsimile and then there's the re- I got remastered. You. Sorry. And this one okay. is titled Prophet Remastered and none well, of those are in there. Oh, there it is. One G. One
1: yep. G. Is that the cover?
0: No. Okay. Let me see what if they my cover's not showing up.
1: Yeah, that's frustrating.
0: Yeah, that is the cover. That see that one is the remastered 1G. So I just need to add let me let me go see what let me see what the code is. Uh modify issue. Yeah, see how if you go look at the UPC, it's 161.
1: Mhm.
0: And I have 163, so that would be 1GHIJ. It would be I. I would have to enter the an I. <laughs> because the, you have to know how to read the UPCs.
1: Uh huh.
0: They increment. So like, when a new comic comes out, it'll just be one, and then the variant is two, and then the third print is three. You know, like it'll just yeah. keep incrementing. Well, th- in this case, I'm gonna have to enter in.
1: I don't know why some of these volumes. just don't show up sometimes. They're just in previews, but they still don't show up in the database.
0: Yeah, I must have just done an that G wasn't there the other day, so yeah, either
1: just a I random. Did a, I did an update.
0: I did an update last night, and it came in. But uh, let me see on the credits. Yeah, see, somebody did the lazy last version of it. They just it. copied. Yeah, they right. copied which is I, I tend to do a lot. Mm-hmm. Me too. But this broke the rules. Like this this guy did not enter in right, so it's gonna get removed eventually, I think. Yeah. Because you're supposed to use the indicia and it doesn't just say profit, you know, volume one, whatever. It it's profit remastered number yeah. one. Right. So yeah, it's jacked up. That's a pain. I might just enter, but I got the Steve. This one is the Liefeld Platt. I mean the Finch, which looks pretty cool actually. Mm-hmm. But I got the the Stephen Platt because that's that's the guy that I like. But uh, yeah let me look at see if somebody answered it in right no nobody did I might be the first one (laughs) but I don't like to enter in all that shit like I don't want to type in all the inkers because there's 22 of them do you see what I'm saying
1: I don't like doing that either
0: there's like an inker per page
1: (laughs) (laughs) you could just leave it blank I suppose That's a lot.
0: (laughs) So uh, I decided to keep going with bad idea because I was going to
1: ask you that. That Well, the reason
0: the reason I did was I was uh, subscribed on uh, what are they called? Third Eye Comics or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they just renewed me, so I just might as well just keep going
1: so uh, how do you get their their stuff,
0: their how do you stuff get the bad idea
1: it, stuff from them
0: you just say i want all the bad idea and they'll like
1: how, how? you have to actually <coughs> send them emails and stuff
0: yeah and then you tell them how frequent you want it like
1: uh, do you want it
0: yeah. shipped when they have you know monthly or do you want it shipped weekly or
1: yeah yeah I, i'm i think i'm done
0: yeah, I would I would have been done. I was ready to call it quits, but I got an email from them, so I'm like, oh I'll just keep keep pushing it.
1: Yeah, unless there was a um unless there is somewhere I could go on the on the what on a website and just click order. I I'm I'm done. I Well I, I,
0: oh, you can do that on your on, on third eye. You can you go can to their website that. and say, Yeah, I just wanna order I just wanna click on you can click on individual issues, or you can click on publisher, and say, mm-hmm. "Oh, I want all of them. Give them, give okay. them all of them."
1: I I, I might take a look <laughs> at it, but like, so that place I was going to, in California, from um, uh, uh, the old sales guy from Valiant. Are they Are they
0: actually back? Is
1: he? They're is They're back. Like... They're still back. Uh, Mike, I he still owes me. I can't even tell you how many comics from the first time around.
0: Oh shit! He, I didn't know you were missing
1: stuff. He, I mean, he has them, at least as far as I know, and and I have no reason to believe he doesn't because, um, he just does not respond to any type of messages at all. And wow. then you should call the then, store. Well, the la- the last time I I since uh, he finally did, he just told me like how much it was that I I owed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, for several months of comics it was like 130 dollars so i'm like can you like can you like tell me or just itemize like what am i buying yeah like, do you know what i mean i mean not that i don't trust but like the last time he put one in there that i already had yeah and i'm like i don't need to spend extra money at this point. oh I'm, see that's like, fucked oh, up that's fucked up so i'm like this
0: one this one's oh, run more like uh, my comic shop
1: okay yeah, no. it, it, it's just it's just got irritating. Um, Paul Tesner was doing it too. He told him straight out that he was he was out, and he told him he's like you're, he's like your response to stuff it sucks. Like like weeks yeah. and months, and um and you know I I stuck with it because I really didn't care about the time frame. But then this last time, you know he, I said could you just give me a list of what what I'm I am getting? And he's like oh I'll send you a video of all the comics that was in. June, the beginning of June. Wow,
0: and you That's never the got the video.
1: That's the last time he responded to me. I didn't bother responding back. I think I'm gonna send him just a quick message. Not that it might take him months to read it, but yeah. say, I'm out for. I'm phase. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Officially, officially done. Because I don't know if he's gonna keep putting them aside or if he he knows that I'm done because he still has all those. Let ones. me,
0: let me ask you this. Did you pay in advance and then he owes you no. or did you, uh-huh. okay, oh, no. at least, at least you're not owed. It just,
1: you're kind of robbed,
0: not no pun attended. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had no
1: problem with, with anything in terms of like, he was very, I mean, really like, you know, he was on board and like, he had all of those, like the last time I got a bundle, it was again, months and months. And if I, you know, then he shipped me a bundle and everything was there. Plus, like I said, even a couple that I didn't, I already had had, he sent again. But, um, you know, I, I was, my only complaint is that he just doesn't respond. He doesn't yeah. respond to anything. And I don't want to go in and just be sending him that amount of money with. I have no idea if he, if his count is off, and yeah, you, sh- five you, copies you, you, you shouldn't
0: have to $7. track that. That should be on him. That's what that. Would think, he's right? the, well, he's the seller.
1: Well, he's putting them aside, you would think, as they come. Yeah, he, he should he
0: should know. Like, he's pulling them.
1: But I had no problem in terms of, like, you know, months later, I'd get them. They were all first print. He really did put them aside. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's really above board. He's not trying to cheat anyone. He's just – he sucks at communications. Which sucks
0: if you're a mail-order person.
1: And that's right? the problem. I'm, yeah. I'm across yeah. the country, so – um, you know, I briefly thought I'm like, well, you know, Rochester, New York is like 50 minutes away, but still, I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna keep driving to Rochester, just get a bunch of, co- you know, like just one company. Yeah, cow.
0: yeah, so, it's not worth it.
1: No. And no, then it, the it, they're they're
0: they're not like I thought they were gonna be better this time. Like I, so did I. And uh, what do they do? The first issue they put in previews. But you said with, you with all it there. with all the first no, they're it's there. Oh, I didn't okay. see it there. I, I misread the article. So oh, okay. here here here's what I thought. I thought they were gonna have the Mark Wade comic solicited. I didn't Good realize they're they're gonna have the comic inside of previews.
1: Oh, is that what it is?
0: It's inside of previews and I looked through the I looked through the comics, I looked through the manga and I stopped there. Well, oh. it's past the apparel. Okay. And it yeah. actually has an eight-page comic.
1: No, I took it the same as you. I, th- I thought that they were saying they were soliciting one, one comic.
0: Yeah, that's what I – well, I read the the headline, and then <clears> the guy Rich Johnson from Bleeding Cool replied to me, and he said, it's, it's a comic, and it's on page X. So I, I turned to that page, and I'm like, holy shit, it is there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you like that?
0: I'm going to spoil it for people because I don't give a fuck. Um Ooh. but what 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 it is is it's like a knockoff, okay? The first the first page they introduce like all the first appearances of all these characters that are going to appear. Mm-hmm. So what they're trying to do is like say this preview is going to have value because this is the first appearance of all these characters. Right. And it's not just a preview, it's a comic book. But then it makes fun of itself and it's a, it starts going down the path of the characters are discussing first appearances and they, they talk about like Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos. I mean, Sergeant Fury. And they were like, oh, okay, that's Strange Tales, blah, blah, blah. And then some character will say, no, 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 that's Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos something because <laughs> that's when he was in the military. And then it's just them arguing about first appearances. Oh, Wolverine 181. Uh, well oh no he was in 180 and, and that's yeah. kind of that's kind of what they're poking at is it's poking fun of itself um, in 8 pages about first appearances
1: gotcha so not, 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 a, not
0: but it a, does have nice da- David Laugham art and I'm a David Laugham fan so I did like that
1: interesting I don't know. I uh, just I've just sure so you know, blind, I didn't go out of my I way. I wasn't out. aware of
0: it, but I got an early copy of it. <laughs>
1: yeah, what the hell how did that happen?
0: <laughs> well it's shipped to a store and I grabbed a copy and he usually gives them to me for free, so
1: I just took it. <laughs> Good for you. I saw he Martin got one too.
0: He did he didn't uh say, Oh, don't take a copy because I just took it Cause I yeah. I took it like I normally took it.
1: Right. No, I didn't even see one when, when we went.
0: So, oh, man, but... there's so many good things. There's so many good things in this previews. And then DC and Marvel has good things, so it's like, yeah, it's going to be expensive. And if it's that case, then why do you need to add all the bad idea stuff on there? And then worry yeah. about like the stupid shenanigans. Like The one that I hated the most was... I didn't mind the pin ones because I knew I wasn't going to get those. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, Yeah, sure. I, yeah, send away for this comic. Yeah, I'd like to read it. I, I wish they would uh, let me read it somehow, but uh, they don't. Um, but I was willing to accept it. But what I hated was that uh, – did, did you get passive-aggressive?
1: Yeah. I yeah. did. did. So I'm still fooling around with it. Um, he, uh, he gave me the one, and then I just went on – Uh, surprisingly, I went on eBay and basically got it for the regular. I think it was just the regular. Well, that's what
0: I did too, but it's stupid because it's like for half the country, you got one story and then the other half got the other. Mm -hmm. So you had, you had to go elsewhere to get it. You couldn't go to your same store.
1: No, they didn't have them.
0: What a bunch of pricks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I agree. That one was a, I mean, I was happy they, at the time that I was able Dinesh to get it. Dinesh must be, like,
0: super wealthy. That's the only thing I could think of.
1: Oh, you know he like, must su- be.
0: super spoiled wealthy <laughs> always has. And, and then he doesn't care. I mean, he doesn't care about the regular fan. He cares about, like, the collector. Like, because that's who he is. That's who he is. Like, he's always posting, oh, I got the CGC, blah, blah, blah. And this oh, yeah. thing. And this thing. But he he cares more about the collectability of something than he does like selling copies cuz he he would sell like a shit ton of books yeah. to, to people that want to read this basically the valiant fan base
1: i mean i don't know if there's something where like he just did, for whatever reason they didn't want to go through the route of pre- previews and stuff and the only way to do this by yourself is to make it make people, you, you know, that personality want it and need it and track it down and all that stuff to keep yourself, I, I don't want to say relevant, but more like, um, you know, like you said, that collect, feeding that collectability that I got to have it, got to have it. Yeah. In, in terms of keeping your company alive as a small comic company that's not going through previews, I, yeah. that that could be possible. Um, but I mean, honestly, for me, it's just. And the other company, though, it's turned me off. I don't need to. I don't need to post on the fan page and make a big announcement to all these people that don't know me. You know, it's, it's just, you know, I talk to you. I know you talk to people that I know. I'm just out. You know, yeah. I don't need to make make a big deal out of it, but spend your money elsewhere. Yeah.
0: Well, I it would piss me off. You're you're a little more calm than me. I, I would be pissed <laughs> off at that store, like, immensely. Like, I I don't care how nice a guy, Andy, or whatever his name is. I, yeah, I he's very like, nice, yeah. I don't give a shit. I want my comic book, goddammit. So was the guy that I used to... The guy that was really nice to me from Mile High when Mile High was in Colorado Springs and stole, you know, $400 worth of my prepaid money. Yeah. That, fuck, that fucker was nice. But I, 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 I ain't going cater to him because he's nice? He, he took $400 of my money.
1: The son well, of a bitch. I mean, I mean, that is... That's just over the top. It, it literally took your money and gave you nothing in return. I trusted him.
0: I trusted him. Yeah.
1: He said, I mean, I'll still like I'll still buy your
0: like... books and, and, and send them to you. <laughs> Bullshit. Huh.
1: How, I mean, how long would it take to either take, take a picture of, of the... Take pictures of the comics that he's sending... We're just right out a list. This is what we've got for you. What would that take? Five minutes?
0: Well, it, I mean, it, this tells it, you how. I mean, even from a
1: retailer perspective,
0: I follow two retailers. I don't follow a whole bunch, but I follow challengers. I listen to their podcast. They're mm-hmm. Chicago based, and I follow Cowabunga because Eric's a friend of me, and he always helps me, you know, get stuff if I need it, and I chit chat with them. He's been on my podcast and. He's been on Comics for Fun and Profit, and I, I, I know him. I've talked to him. I met him at cons. I, I ate pizza with him. And um, mm-hmm. he bailed on, on them as a retailer. He said, this is bullshit. Like, he, he didn't want to – Oh, I've
1: a deal, yeah. The, the
0: profit to work <laughs> ratio wasn't worth it to him. So when they had to reapply, they had to reapply to, to be a bad yeah. idea, you know – Seller and that's yeah. that's bullshit. There there was like I, n- I don't nothing. know what they
1: get out of this because it can't. The be, only yeah, one they the, the only one money. that
0: they cater to is the speculator. That's the person that desires this, right? Like the 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 person that wants to read it doesn't. You know, he he just wants to read the comic book.
1: Well, and the retail, uh, the re- uh Taylor can't be getting that much out of it either because if they. Find out that they hold anything back to try to sell yeah. it, and, uh, you know, uh, they they immediately get kicked out. So it's not like they're getting anything out of this.
0: And like Challengers has boxes and boxes of unsold bad idea stuff, and they're trying to. Uh, in their last podcast, they were like, "We're we're gonna blow them out at fifty percent off," you know. Or
1: were they all the not first
0: print ones? I don't know what they were. Yeah. I, I, they didn't say. And they hate the speculation market. They're more of a <laughs> They're they're a comics company that they're on the other side of the extreme where they just don't, they don't want to order variants and they don't want to they just want to sell content. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they don't want to deal with that.
0: Yeah. Whereas Eric is he doesn't mind. He likes variants. He thinks they you know, he'll sell the variants on his website. So Mhm. They make him money. He knows well, how. Yeah, to, he, knows how to, to, he knows how to. He knows how to do profit. the math to figure out. Well, I need to sell one of these at this cost, and just a couple of these, and I've made a profit of X. Right. You know, he does his algebra, and yeah. uh, bang, you know. <laughs> yeah, he might get stuck with a bunch of extra books, but
1: probably still makes a profit anyhow. Just oh yeah, based on well their he own. does. Yeah.
0: Or else he wouldn't do it.
1: Exactly yeah interesting i don't know but yeah you know i hope the third i mean it sounds like you've had no problems before so well there were two companies
0: that i went through um both were good well things from another world is is very much like you like it where you can select what you want and just like third eye Mm -hmm. why i like third eye is the cost of shipping was dramatically cheaper
1: was it okay? Like
0: things from another world was, they were they gave you a couple of shipping options and they were gorging you.
1: Why? Where are they?
0: Uh, California, I think.
1: Oh, and I'm you know, that's weird. But when I, I don't bl- I don't like... blame
0: them because when you see shipping, it's shipping and handling. Well, that cost is expensive to waste time on to ship people. the Bad idea, comics. <laughs>
1: You know. yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, as it
0: is, the comic companies are suffering right now because, yes, they bitched about Diamond, but Diamond was much easier. You'd get your shipment, you'd process your shipment. Now you have, like, three different vendors, maybe four, where you have to process four incoming orders separately in different <laughs> yeah. formats and get them yeah. into your system. That's a, That's kind of bullshit yep so so their their labor has multiplied by four yeah for sure and, and then you throw in bad idea and that's a fifth one you have to worry about so it's a pain in the no, ass
1: nothing easy that's for sure yeah well I went on the third eye website there's no way to just order like that whole thing so uh, I don't
0: I don't know how I did it but it I found I it care. it says subscribe and I don't see it. Yeah. If I find it, I'll let you know. All right. But I didn't have to do anything because I just got an email and said, hey, you're, you're signed up. Are you going to still do it? I mean, yep, might as well.
1: Yeah. And um, I didn't
0: miss anything. Like, they shipped everything, like, God. when it
1: came out. The last things that I had, and I finally just put them away because I had them kind of set aside be- knowing that I wanted to, you know, probably would reread the first issue and then read the rest of the, um, the story is I only have, I've have issue one of pirate queen and that monster something or other monster squad or whatever.
0: And the Odin thing.
1: No, I never got that. That never came.
0: Oh, that, okay. Odin's the, eye.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I have the first issue of those two and I just recently put them away. I'm like, I'm, ne- I'm never getting this, these other ones from Brave. What is it? Brave New World comics. So I'm just gonna put them away. Yeah. Oh well.
0: I would like um, to have a drink with Dinesh, and and <laughs> if it, if it would be like brutally honest, you know, so let's let's talk. And why are you doing this?
1: There's one thing that I like, will Like, why say. are you selling
0: CGC comics with no fucking comic in it? Like, that's so stupid. Like, <laughs> it is stupid. Why can't you be a good idea instead of a bad idea? <laughs>
1: I, I will say, like, when he's when he was on in the past um on Martin's podcast, Is Is Valiant, he, he, they were pretty honest in terms of like of course it wasn't to the extent of what they were doing here and stuff, but like uh, Martin was fairly honest with them in terms of if they liked something, if he didn't like an idea or whatever, and they were pretty uh it was a pretty honest conversation. So, yeah, I think it would be very interesting if you if you just, like, one-on-one actually just chatted with him and stuff like that and see exactly what, what he says about a lot of that stuff. Like,
0: he could have easily, easily, easily went with Diamond, because Diamond's hungry for publishers. Like, <laughs> yeah. One of the other things they did in previews is they promoted uh, three publishers, I think, to the first half of previous, You know what they call premier publishers?
1: Who did they get?
0: Uh, Titan. Titan? Titan was one of them. Um, let me see who the others were. Oh, Frank Miller Comics was, was, is a premier publisher.
1: Put them right up there.
0: That's the one I'm the most excited for. Um, I signed up for that, for that Comic book, but I don't know if I'm gonna get it.
1: I did too. They, they said they put on the order. I don't know. Well,
0: it's on the order, but it's not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I, until it's read, so is all my free comic books that they didn't <laughs> fulfill. Yeah. They were on my order. <laughs> yeah, it's just Frank Miller and uh, and Titan. Oh, a blaze! A blaze is now on the front
1: too. Wow.
0: That's the other one they got promoted. Well, Mar-
1: when does Marvel officially leave Diamond 100%? Is it sometime next year?
0: I didn't hear that they were leaving them
1: 100%. Yeah, they're they're transitioning eventually 100% to um, Penguin Random Are House. Are you sure? I because, thought so. uh, because,
0: because Diamond gets their Marvel from Penguin Random House. Yeah, I know. So they already left Marvel.
1: No, but I thought that they were. Um...
0: Well, they can still redistribute books from Peng you, You're, they're just a consumer like me and you from Peng- Penguin Random House or our comic shop is. They just, get, that, they just get, better, they just get a better, they get a better discount because just... they order, order more.
1: Man, I could have swore that they were doing something.
0: No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm pretty up on the. The news.
1: All right, I might have misinterpreted something.
0: But they they don't get give you the same discount that Penguin Random House will give you. Penguin Random no. House gives you a high discount plus free shipping. So like the only stores that are sticking around are the ones that don't want to do that extra work that I was telling you about.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I I I might have misread something that came out after because obviously I knew that they that they went to penguin random house and the diamond you could sell the option of going through diamond um to get them too if you wanted now to, idw I that were...
0: might be doing that but idw is get going both directions they're going to penguin random house and um diamond they're they're a little bit different than marvel okay and then Scout is going to like Diamond and Lunar. So I mean, there's a yeah, kinds of weird shit. Scout like has that. been.
1: Did you notice when you or do your order that there's that Scout shows up twice? So you got to make sure you click the right one. No, in I did. In other didn't. words, in other words, you can order. You have the option on DCBS of ordering your Scout comics. Either way, but the discount isn't the same. So you just gotta make sure that you do the one through Lunar because you get a bigger discount. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What are you talking uh, about? So if I go to pre-orders and I click on other...
1: Do Scout.
0: And I go to Scout. Well, Scout does have that uh, uh... What are they called? Um... That horror line.
1: Black Caravan?
0: Yeah. But well, that's not a separate one. They, have,
1: yeah, they only have
0: Scout the... and Scoot.
1: So you go to Scout. Yeah. Just click Scout. And... Let's see here.
0: Yeah, these are all 30% off.
1: Oh, I swear to God. On my the only way that i saw them maybe i don't know if it's it, on my pull list they show up twice i see on here they do not cuz you know how i order oh, i don't my pull i list? don't do
0: i don't do the pull list cuz i don't trust okay. it i've been burned yeah. in the past so i don't I trust do, it i do i do
1: my pro pull list and it shows it shows them twice
0: yeah i don't i don't do it for that reason there's too much bugs in it and i don't like <laughs> it i i just trust myself sometimes i fuck up but if I fuck up, it's on me.
1: Well, I used to love doing the pull list. I still do it. But the problem is DC, is, because it's all comes out of the diamond information, DC is not. You can't add any DC comics to your pull list. It doesn't work.
0: That sucks.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so the only pull. ones that work are the ones that the comics are still called the same thing from when they were um through diamond like action wonder woman batman flash uh even catwoman uh, uh and nightwing but that's that's about it anything that has new but if there's anything new you can't add it to your pull list it doesn't recognize it
0: well that sucks yeah have you ever sent them an email
1: yeah they said it just doesn't work it doesn't sound like <laughs> they're those don't, like don't worry friction. about it yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you order like, those yeah, you know,
1: it feeds from diamond, not See, diamond. The,
0: that would like I wouldn't want to do pull list because then I don't trust it then
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is why I went away from it in the first place but uh, I just go through the process of going through each publisher and adding it to my cart
1: So what do you do? Do you, do you have your previews in front of you? And then you, and then you go publisher by publisher.
0: No, um, I I don't. I I just go pre-orders. I start with boom and work my way down through manga and then hit other and then go alphabetically through other.
1: But without your, the previews in front of you? The only time I
0: get the previews is when they don't have all the covers shown and I want to see what, all the covers look like
1: mm-hmm.
0: like through dynamite say, Oh, I want that one. Then, then I'll, I'll go grab my previews.
1: Yeah. I was just curious. I didn't know if you were like, as a double check, you had the magazine laid out in front of you as you're doing your order. No,
0: no. Yeah. I'm pretty they... anal. I systematic and it takes me about a, it's probably like a forty five minute process for me. Yeah. But I get a lot. Like I go through I go through all the other
1: Yeah. Stacey has a question for you. Oh yeah. She's got a she's got a geek brunch retro cat well just just a general question for Mike Myers. Okay. She wants to know because you sort your you have your comics sorted by publisher and then in alphabetic order is that correct? yeah, okay, so she would like to know what you do in the case of when a title jumps from publisher to publisher
0: Oh, that's a good question
1: like g. i. Joe, a real american hero
0: uh I file those with i d w and Marvel separate.
1: So, but but the, I kind of I kind of
0: I kind of break the rule with the other ones. Like a good example is the uh, Behemoth Comics now becoming Samaritan Comics, mm-hmm. and they the numbering just kept continuing. I'll file those with Behemoth.
1: Right. I mean, <laughs> even really though they're
0: Samaritan a, Comics.
1: But it was like a company name change, there, right? Yeah, that was, like, comp, it, that was a that was a company jump, name change. But different, yeah. But yeah. so for GI Joe, you have all the if, any of the marble ones. But you have, but I think you I'm going. Marble.
0: I'm also going to a uh, a new method where they're all sorted alphabetically and by publisher. But uh, I don't I don't merge anymore because it's such a pain in the ass. I file them by date, so they go into short boxes by date.
1: How are you gonna know where where to find comics?
0: Easy, I look at my order form and I say, "What did that come out from?" And then my comics are alphabetically, and then I say, "Oh, that's from this. These boxes contain uh, May through August."
1: Are you are you writing that on the box so you can see that? Okay. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense.
0: Because I I couldn't find shit. Like Bill would pick all this goddamn stuff that's old. He mm-hmm. said, let's review this, and I, c- I couldn't find it, and I was like, i got to come out with something better.
1: I just read... But so just far, it's watched, worked. I just listened to the episode where you guys covered all the um, Antarctic Press ones. Yeah. So it's funny that you're talking about that now, because that was six months ago, and you're like, yeah, you're telling Bill like, how I couldn't find this issue or that issue. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so I have to adapt. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I I really
0: like, I really like that publisher. Like that is one of my favorite publishers. They know how to do an anthology and I don't they're like horror comics has been come badass. Like I don't know if you saw those pages I posted of Dracula, but
1: oh my remember. god,
0: they're beautiful.
1: I'll just say go back and take a look.
0: Yeah, they're amazing.
1: Um, so that's interesting. I played around a few years ago with trying, like doing the same thing. Like I'm going to just put all of these issues here and then mark what, what year they were. It's after a couple, after maybe six months, maybe longer, maybe almost a year. It just bothered me too much that they're all separated. And then oh, I had a, God. Well, I couldn't find down.
0: them even when they weren't because I couldn't get to them. So <laughs> this way I, I know exactly where everything is. It's by date. <laughs> The only thing the only time it breaks down a little bit the only flaw with it is the red and the unread so cuz the all my red books go on to different different comic folders or boxes versus the unread ones so um if you about... like if you like merging but I fucking hate it like that's I don't mind I don't bagging like I, don't, I don't mind bagging and boarding but my collection I mean it's 88,000. I mean,
1: I used it's become so big. Things. When I
0: was a kid, I I, I Oh, I, I loved merging when I was a teenager. That was mm-hmm. awesome because it was, it was like, fun. oh, man, I got this run of Batman, yep. and it goes from here to here. Mm-hmm. And now I just hate it. I hate it.
1: So I think I already know the answer to this one, but because, you know, you say we're basically talking about new, new comics. But if you go back and buy some back issues, you slot them – like, do you slot them in where they go in your larger m- merged thing, or No, no,
0: no. They go into separate boxes by date, and
1: uh, so what date are you putting there? Because the date you bought them.
0: Sort of, yeah. Uh
1: huh. That yeah. would be hard. How would you know that they're there?
0: That's a little harder to know, but I do know where they're relatively at because they're yeah. labeled.
1: Okay. I don't know. I think we need and, to and at some hire, point hire at some point staff.
0: at some point I I will merge again.
1: <laughs> but
0: I haven't done a merge for at least t- I don't know, it's been about 20 years. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was kind of I did a my a major merge when we mo- moved into the house and it took me at least 6 months.
1: Oh my and,
0: god. And I haven't done one since and since that time I've got more comics like I became more <laughs> <Just a few. laughs> I was more I was more practical you know like I was in honesty I was like okay I have a bunch of DC and Marvel and image and that was it and now I got all kinds of other shit
1: yeah well I'll pass along your answer to Stacy she yeah. was interested
0: Yep, my G.I. Joes are separate. Mm-hmm. Even though it's still running. Huh?
1: Do they long to be with each other?
0: They do. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the same creative team, right? I mean, it's still Larry Hama, and yeah, the story's the just continued story. where it left. But mm-hmm. how many other examples can you think of other than G.I. Joe that has that weird
1: situation very very few i mean it's licensed most of property them will stop is like te- start at least well with it's numbers. teenage
0: mutant ninja turtles for sure because yeah. that's jumped the other from one that Mirage came to mind
1: and... was fallen angel but like they didn't usually pick oh, up fallen the number
0: angel was dc and idw
1: right yeah
0: they didn't pick up numbering but they had the same creative team and yeah. the same story well different artists
1: yeah same writer
0: yeah same writer mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm I'm having my a real brunch. I'm having banana pancakes.
0: Oh, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I had a breakfast burger.
1: Mmm. The kids had their first sleepover. They had the, they have a, um. There's a girl and boy that lives behind us that they're friends with. Yeah. They both slept over last night. The kids were up until one a.m.
0: They know how to party. I guess so. That's like us at a convention. Always
1: smoked. I'm like, oh my God, are these kids ever going to sleep? It's crazy.
0: Yeah, our last Heroes Con, we were staying up till 1 or 2 in the morning every night. (laughs) (laughs) Because Bill was in the same room, too.
1: Yeah, he had his sound machine, his his His
0: heartbeat machine,
1: and his earbuds. His
0: earbuds in. (laughs) Fucking weirdo. (laughs) I was so pissed off when I found out he had that machine, and then. I looked at the the nightstand when I woke up in the morning. I'm like, what, why are you wearing earbuds? And he says, so I don't hear the heartbeat. <laughs> what, what the
1: fuck? <laughs>
0: I'm the one that has to hear the heartbeat. <laughs> it's like a telltale heart, man. It's like yeah, I was Alan just going to say the telltale heart. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs>
1: <That's> creepy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> why do you even play it if you're going <laughs>
1: to... So funny. It makes no sense. No. So were you on vacation last week?
0: I was. We went to Pragosa for two days, and then we went to Albuquerque.
1: Where's Pagosa? or whatever you just said?
0: Uh, It's southern Colorado. Oh, okay. They're known for their hot springs, but we didn't really go there for the hot springs. We got a cabin out there, chilled out for two days, and then went to Albuquerque.
1: Yeah, And the, we were going nice. to
0: see some high school friends that were playing uh, at a bar, oh. like musically. Mhm.
1: <laughs> nice That's really cool.
0: Yep.
1: Um. And so then I got a other...
0: business trip this week, so I'm gonna. Where to... are you going? California. I gotta travel again and yeah. deal with that stupid stuff. Nobody's gonna be wearing a mask now, but I'll still I'll always wear a mask on a plane now. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: I will too. Yeah. Just wear one of those N95s. You'll you'll be good to go.
0: Yeah, I got the KN whatever they are.
1: Yeah, yeah, those are good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So what do you think about Valiant? Valiant I Comics. I think
0: they're gonna be short term and they're gonna. They're gonna last another six months, and it's gonna be like a claim.
1: Mhm. I do too.
0: That's what's gonna happen. I, I'm kind of pissed because that Archer and Armstrong was pretty good. Like,
1: I, I, I thought think it. think it was the best as when since Fred Van Lante. Yeah, yeah, oh, it was, it, fun, it, yeah. it had the same feel. Like it mm-hmm. really did. It really did. I'm uh, like, okay, they're back on track with Shadow Man's great. and yeah. Armstrong's great. You know, even some of the other minis were good. Armor like, Clads oh, that's was interesting. That's what I that mean. was pretty good. Hmm?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, and the new previews, they are they said they're going down to one solicit, but this one still has Exo Man of War and Shadow Man.
1: Yeah, I think Exo Man of War is not coming. I think it's coming in 2023 now.
0: That's some crazy I think that's shit. What, I
1: think that's what it, I mean, yeah, how can you keep a comic company in business by publishing one comic a, a month. Like, unless you're, like, a private person. Unless you had, like, like
0: one way. single guy, like Fred Pierce, running everything, <laughs> and you right. got rid of the entire staff, and all he has to do is edit and figure out what the next book is gonna be. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And make sure exactly. that he does all the business side of it as well. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's a lot of work. I mean, the, it's a lot of work, but they—they're probably gonna kill all their overhead. I mean, they're just—they're just gonna. I—I I, I think they're gonna go by the way of the dodo.
1: It's such a shame.
0: Yeah, it is. Oh, well, maybe Dinesh it's... will come in and make it a add it to bad idea. Yeah, and then, and then uh, you'll, you'll you'll not have a subscription. It's as you'll make it so only people that subscribe to Bad Idea Comics will be able to get the Valiant Comics.
1: Right? Yeah. Well, you have to have a first. <laughs> and then you'll be like first, son first first of a person bitch. sticker, and yeah. then you can get a Valiant <laughs> comic too.
0: <laughs> so damn ridiculous. Who's he benefiting? Nobody. <laughs> himself. <laughs>
1: It's yeah, more of a, it's more of an ego thing. It
0: doesn't even financially make sense.
1: I I I don't understand it. I really don't. But yeah, when I heard just one one a month, it's like, oh God, this is this is a nightmare. Yeah. And they they canceled Archer and Armstrong. Book of Shadows is gonna take forever for four issues to come out now.
0: Yeah yeah I don't know oh, what's what's yeah. happening,
1: yeah yeah i I've just brought it up, okay, so bloodshot still comes out in September. that's when it was supposed to come out, but now that's the only one coming out in September, <clears throat> which means the Book of Shadows kick off the new year in January with the conclusion of Book of Shadows, so apparently so that must be number four, so I this guess it's gonna be all like Unity two
0: thousand we're gonna have a bunch of unfinished series.
1: That's because they're they're
0: fun. gonna because by doing what they're doing they're gonna lose any momentum they had. Huge they're going they're gonna they're, gonna they're gonna lose all the momentum, and people are just gonna say fuck it.
1: Yep. In March 2023, Valiant's flagship character Exo Man of War charts a course back to his throne in Exo Man of War Unconquered. So it's moved from whatever it was supposed to be November, I think. To March. Yeah. Uh, That's that's thanks. That's a damn shame.
0: But we got Frank Miller comics coming up.
1: We do have Frank Miller. Frank Miller
0: and and Dan DeDio. DeDio,
1: yeah.
0: So I'm looking forward to that line.
1: That'll be very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: They're they're gonna be expensive. They're like seven ninety nine books. Oh, really? Yeah, 60 pages a pop or something like that. Okay. I think that's why they were trying to get this ash can out. So it was like, here's our advertisement for what you can get.
1: Mm-hmm. Makes <laughs> sense.
0: Yeah, because you, then you don't have a risk. The problem is, is they they made it a collectible by only putting out a few of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> did you watch sandman
0: no i fell asleep during the first one it was just dragging i just couldn't i couldn't it,
1: you are the, not a sandman fan
0: the pace of the the pace of the story was god slow
1: oh, and i, I so was good we finished all of i just
0: couldn't but I've never been a Sandman fan, so I, I know you. I, in all fairness, I have them. I just don't like it. I, I never, <laughs> never did, and I'll, I'll, I'll go back and watch it. But it's not something I can exercise to because I'd like God. It's one of those shows <laughs> where it's like, isn't it? It's like feel like an eternity. What would be half an hour will seem like one hour to me, and it'll be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I don't want to exercise. <laughs> No, I'm watching the boys still. We finished Evil. Uh that was crazy. Oh, I think
1: I got one. don't don't spoil the ending. I think yeah. I got one or two left.
0: That was insane. Um I've, we've been watching a lot of on this trip. I didn't read hardly any comics. I watched Naked and Afraid. I I, I became <laughs> addicted to that show.
1: I've never seen and it. It's so I, I, mean, much... I know what it is. Well, never uh,
0: it's it. essentially Survivor, but it's Survivor for real. Like you have nothing.
1: Yeah, you have no
0: clothes. You're you're you have to deal with all these elements, and you have one item you can take with you, like a sword, you know, like a knife or a a, a pan to cook the water, and that's it. Like that's you're stuck out there with some individuals in the middle of nowhere.
1: (laughs) So you watched a ton of that, huh?
0: I watched a whole season of. XL, which is, there's two Naked and Afraid's. Uh, One Naked and Afraid is they send, like, two people out to the middle of nowhere, and they have to survive for 21 days. Uh, Naked and Afraid XL is you're in a group of four, or three. You're in a group of three, and there's four sets of three, so there's 12 people, Mm. and they have to survive, but the tribes can merge, like, they can all end up in the same place so yeah it's just a little bit different and when they drop you off they drop them off in different places so the individual has to find his other members yeah yeah
1: who who the hell are these people that are signing up to do this
0: well from what i can tell they're the, a lot of them are the same people over and over again and I did research <laughs> on it because I'm like I, I said the same thing I'm like well god dang these guys survive like this and is this is torture and I mean they have literally welts all over their body because they're being bit 24-7 by all the bugs and stuff
1: yeah. and I'm
0: like well what What makes them want to do this and I was, it's got to be the cash right and no it's not they don't get paid shit <laughs> they, they get paid five grand that's it like wow. period to last so, 20 days so for, what's for? The
1: point? why do they do this
0: they're just extremists wow they're like either extreme sport people farmers they're i mean they're they're hardcore people that like to test their bodies i guess yeah but uh yeah it's crazy <clears throat> so uh, yeah i i didn't plan on getting addicted to that it's just that the cabin we were in we had no internet like all we had was like a cable station and you you, sh- you yeah a ca- cabin with cable but so so we had cable but we had animal planet and that's where we were watching it on <laughs> <laughs> so like at night it was like okay it's time for naked and afraid and they must have been doing like a marathon
1: yeah
0: and then I had the app, so when I got to my parents for a vacation, we we'd watch that at night. <laughs> have you? Did you get to see the hunt?
1: No, I have not watched. Oh my god, back.
0: that's so good. <laughs> I, I I had watched that the second time with my parents.
1: Did
0: they it, like it? Oh, they they thought it was the most crazy movie ever. Like. Hmm. They were shocked most of the time. <laughs> really,
1: I actually got to write that down because I res- responded to you, but then I, I actually totally forgot about it. I got to write it down. Yeah, that's Writing one of down.
0: those things that you might be able to just find on Amazon because I think it's on Freevee, and I think Freevee is the IMDb thing. Okay. Yeah. But it's in all. It it's all in its rated R glory for sure.
1: <laughs> Interesting.
0: It's really good. Like I, I, I've seen movies like this survival horror, but I've never seen, I've never seen it done like this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's it, it was really well done.
1: What we did see, we took the kids to see E.T. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was on the IMAX because it's the 40th anniversary of E.T. this summer.
0: Are you a fan of that?
1: I love E.T. You don't you're, like E.T.? You're, e. you're,
0: you're a Steven Spielberg guy, I think.
1: Jaws, Close Encounters. I, I,
0: I am a fan e. of Jaws. I'm, oh not a fan. I'm not a fan of third. I was bored to tears when I saw Star Wars followed up by a third, you know, Close Encounters, Close Encounters. of the third kind. I was like.
1: <laughs> I loved Close Encounters when it first came out. Yeah. So I was probably like six. And I loved it then.
0: Well, you were older. I think I would. I got a couple years on you, so I was older when I saw it, and I, yeah. I don't know how you could have saw it at six and loved it, cause it's.
1: I don't either. Slow,
0: it's one of those slow. It's like the Arrival or any of the movies it's that you see. It's super
1: slow mo- uh, moving. I will totally admit that, but I absolutely loved it.
0: Maybe you got a thing for aliens.
1: I think I always wanted aliens to come down and take me away. But <laughs> <laughs> I was a kid, I really did. And ET. So you, you're not a big ET fan. I love
0: ET. I saw ET, but I never saw it again because I had no desire to ever. Wow. But I've seen Jaws like a gazillion times. Yeah. So, and I've seen like Schindler's List and Jurassic Parks and what else has Spielberg done? Indiana Jones. Um, yep. I've, I've I've watched every one. I just marathoned all of them over again. For like the fifteenth time, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I've seen a lot of. Uh, I think Spielberg even was involved in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles,
1: might somehow
0: have as a producer or something. But um, yeah, I like I like his stuff. I just never got into those movies. Well, I, let me let me say I, I, I didn't get into them at the time they came out, and I because of that I never had the urge to revisit them. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: No, like, E.T. was was one that I just absolutely adored at the time and <clears throat> seen it a bunch of times since. And so we we took the kids, and I, they both loved it. So well, like I was the, really, I mean, really excited.
0: We're, we're talking Sandman, and Sandman kind of has, like, a similar theme of, I don't know, or, or pacing of, like, Umbrella Academy or... Um, what's the other series lock and key or Mm -hmm. it's they're, they're they're not like fast paced action stuff, but there's something about the British slowness that is just like, (laughs) Oh my God, I just can't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But see, I don't, I don't feel like E.T. is a slow moving movie. I I totally agree with you with close encounters. I don't feel like E.T. is a slow moving movie.
0: Well, I mean, uh, I don't remember a lot about it. I remember <laughs> a little boy named Elliot, or whatever his name yeah, is, that's and right. he has a little sister, Elliot. Drew Barrymore, and uh, they they bring home a an alien, and he starts hanging out with them and riding on his bike, and then the government finds out, and then they they want to uh, get Elliot. They want to get the alien, and Elliot's trying to protect the alien.
1: You got the basic beats down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I remember the bike scene and.
1: Of course. Wasn't
0: there M and M's involved or I? I no,
1: M and M's wouldn't license their property to Steven Spielberg. What was it? Reese's, they had Reese's, use Reese's Pieces. Reese's
0: oh yeah, but I I knew it, I knew M&M. it was some candy. I knew it was yeah, some he candy.
1: M&M. He said no. Well, yeah. That was a pretty pretty dumb mistake. M and M's part of. <it. laughs> Yeah, so Reese's Pieces got it instead. <laughs> I
0: prefer Reese's peanut Pieces too. I like them. I'm a Reese's. That's if you ask me what my favorite candy bar is, it's Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Just plain, like just mm-hmm. plain Reese's. None of these fancy ones. I'll try the fancy ones, but it, there's magic in that first one. <laughs> And we started watching uh, Black Phone. which was Oh, really, which
1: what is was, that on? Where did you get that?
0: That's on NBC or Peacock. Okay.
1: Peacock. All right, because I, I wanted to watch that, and I didn't know if it was available anywhere yet.
0: Yeah, and that that's really good. I, I fell asleep, but I fell asleep for a, a good reason. I had mowed the grass, and that always wipes me the fuck out.
1: <laughs>
0: so I was already in trouble going in. Yep.
1: <laughs> no. I'll have to, um, I definitely wanted to, um, watch that. That's actually based on a short story by Stephen King's son, you know, Joe yeah, Hill, Joe the Hill. one that did yeah. the Nosferatu. Yeah.
0: Yep. We still haven't finished Nosferatu. We,
1: we, we finished. I think
0: we're on we... season two. <clears throat>
1: and then it was canceled, right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was creepy. That was a creepy way to make, like, Christmas music, like, horror <laughs> music, you know? Oh.
1: That's for sure. <laughs> Very creepy.
0: I mean, that that ugly ass chauffeur <laughs> that drives that car
1: around capturing
0: kids is that's terrible. Joe Hill name. must have a thing for kids because God, <laughs> Don't
1: say it like that.
0: Da- well, I, I mean, like horror <laughs> in kids yeah. because that's what Black Phone is.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: And Nosferatu's totally that.
1: Mm. hmm. Maybe he hit, you know, with his dad being Stephen King and he probably grew up around horror stuff all the time as a kid. He's like kind of Well,
0: I guess it writing is, about is that, that way too, right? I mean Yeah.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah, there's still so much to stream and watch that i'm totally oh lost we still haven't finished the boys season one i think we got one episode left of that
1: yeah i keep a running list every time something comes out just so i don't forget that we have to go back to we just a,
0: finished old man show. that was pretty good on i've Hulu. heard that
1: that was good i've not seen yeah, it yeah that's
0: yet. really good
1: yeah some of my coworkers were telling me to watch that
0: yeah that's 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 a fun ride
1: who is it? Is it Jeff
0: Bridges? Jeff Bridges and uh, John Lithgow.
1: I love Jeff Bridges; he's awesome.
0: And I'm more of a John Lithgow fan, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have anything against John Lithgow. I just. I just like I've never Jeff been Bridges a Jeff Bridges, Bridges,
0: from, uh... Bridges fan. What? Are, oh my what god, you... Big, is it Lebowski. Of Starman?
1: Oh, Big, Big Lebowski. Because a star Oh, Big Lebowski. is good. Yeah. yeah. He is the dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is one funny movie. <laughs> it's awesome. I saw that very late in life, and it's weird because I'm a fan of the two brothers that make that movie.
1: Yeah, like Fargo
0: yeah. and all the other stuff, and I never they saw have, Lebowski. They make some
1: crazy movies.
0: Well, I, I've enjoyed all of their movies, and I never saw Lebowski until about I don't know five six years ago. My oh, wow. dad had put it on, and I watched it. Huh? Two years ago. Was it two years ago? That was two years ago, Barb. Oh, wow, that is
1: that is recent, yeah. Yeah, but I've already <laughs>
0: seen it twice, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've seen that several times. I love that movie.
0: <laughs> they throw the ashes into the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how John Goodman is played in that. When he gets pissed off. Yes. <laughs> I love when... he. I, I love a pissed off junk. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so angry. Yeah.
1: Is is that your is that Barb?
0: Yeah, she she's sneezing? sneezing like usual. She's got the COVID twenty four
1: seven. Man, at least we know where you got it from. Yeah. <laughs> so, so should uh, we cover some stuff?
0: Yeah, cover some stuff. <laughs> what do you want to start off with?
1: Uh, I'll start off with... Um,
0: Bad idea, that's about 10 years old, right?
1: <laughs> I think since the first one came up, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to tell you a little bit about... I started reading the 75th anniversary of Two-Face.
0: Oh, so okay.
1: I wanted to tell you about a funny one that I, I read a couple days ago. And um, this is uh, Two-Face Strikes Again from Batman number 81. Uh, back in 1954 and it was written by david uh david reed and dick sprang was the, was the artist yeah. and uh so just so you know where we come from on this one is that a good 11 years prior to this in 1943 they had a two-faced story where um he was, you know, on the ramp on it, doing all his, you know, his crimes based on the number two and stuff. And there was a mysterious figure going around following him. It turned out it was his fiance, Gilda. And uh, she ended up getting in the line of fire um, when he was shooting at Batman and realized that it's Gilda and Gilda still loved him and everything else. And so they, um, he, he agreed. Uh, he, he realized what a fool he'd been and that, you know, that he, he went ahead and did the reconstructive surgery got his face back and that was the end of two-face two-face was cured so this is now 11 years later 1954 and uh batman and robin uh are going to come against uh two-face again and uh we start out with with harvey just walking down the street and um people are at a newsstand and they see him they like, oh that's that's harvey dunn he used to be two-face and like what a coincidence! This magazine I picked up has this whole history about what happened to him and and how he became Two Face and, and why he's not anymore. Of course, it was a way for <clears throat> you, as the reader, to to find out what his what his backstory had been. And um, so Harvey's walking down the street and he sees right there, uh, midday, I guess, some um, some people in a in a TV uh, store. Uh, Trying to break into a safe in the back, so he goes running in there to stop them. Scares them off. However, they had just lit the explosive charge um, before they were ready, so they ran out of there. He's running past them, of course, right when it explodes, and and I'm sure you can guess what happens to his face. He, it undoes all of his plastic surgery, and one side of his face is all mangled again. And he immediately says that he's become 2 face again, 2 face, 2 face. And, um, right away, just, just like that, he's, he's like, well, he's like, I'm going to flip this. He's like, I made a replica of my coin because the original is a Batman's cave. And, uh, said I made a replica of my, of my two-faced coin just to keep some memento and, uh, He's like, I'm gonna flip it and if it comes out evil, I'm gonna start doing crime again. So of course that's exactly what happens. Um Two Faces, then on a rampage from there, he's he's uh, stealing receipts from the um from the gate at the at the circus. He's um I oh actually no, no. They they thought that he was that's what he was gonna do, but he really um, ran uh, to the to the local the, the clown at the circus he keeps a diamond stick pin collection in his dressing room so that's that's what he stole from from the circus the clown stick pin diamond stick pins um he uh, he robs this uh, uh this uh, this millionaire that has a has a yacht he keeps all his um, deep sea gems and treasures that he's found. Over time in his yacht, he steals that. <clears throat> um, Commissioner Gordon calls Batman and Robin, tells him what's happening. And they're like, oh no, I can't believe Two-Face is back. We thought he was cured. Um, he ends up doing another robbery for a fa- for an actor who was playing Abraham Lincoln. He, he stole um, some Lincoln papers that he was using for a uh, reference. So what they find out is that um, what Two Face is doing is he's stealing from people who have, quote unquote, two faces. So of course the clown puts on his makeup to have another face. Um, the, this is a stretch as far as I'm concerned. But uh, the millionaire um puts on a deep sea diver's helmet when he's diving. That I'm not sure that that's a Two Face. That's more. Uh, but anyhow, that's what he considered it. And of course the actor was dressed up as Abraham Lincoln. Is not Um, So that was his second face. So Batman and Robin figure this out. They figure out the next um, person he's going to go after is this uh, millionaire gambler. He got his fortune from gambling. And um, Robin's like, well, why why would he be doing that? Well, how does he have two faces? He's like, because when he's playing cards, he uses his poker face. So they run there. Yep, they were right. Um, the gamblers had, was so successful and so rich and loved gambling so much he built an a, a huge giant um, pool table, just like you know those that you see in all those Mike, you know on the, all the covers and and stuff where everything's like huge size and they 're running all over it a bit. yeah he 's got a huge pool table in his in his house, so they climb up on the big pool queue and to track down um Two-Face, Two-Face starts rolling all the the cue balls at them. So they have to um, go in one of the holes and they get out, um, avoid the balls just in time. Um, So Two-Face gets away. The next one is that Batman figures he's going to go up uh, and and steal something from this uh, Chinese diplomat who has, uh, who is, I guess it was been charged with misconduct by his government is being sent back home. Again, Robin doesn't understand, but <clears throat> Batman says, you don't, you, you see this man, he, he, he did think something wrong on behalf of his government. He's, uh, from, from the, you know, from the the East, he's, he's lost face. So that's his, his second face. So, um, uh, it turns out looks like the only thing that, um, uh, Two-Face is doing there is he's destroying this huge um, monument to one of their national heroes that's on the grounds there by um, uh, chiseling one half of the face so it would resemble Two-Face. Um, they end up, uh, Two-Face ends up cutting uh, Robin's rope, so it looks like Robin's going to fall to his death, but Batman catches him just in time, but in the meantime, Two-Face um, gets away. So last thing, they uh, said, "Oh, I know what's what's going to happen now." Um, Bruce Wayne has been has been invited to the local Sioux reservation to um, honor his charity work. And they're going to make him an honorary chief, and so it, when he becomes an honor, honorary chief, he's going to be a pale face Indian. So they go running, um, running off to there. They see that Two Face is indeed there. Um, so he dresses he he dresses into his uh, Batman costume and <clears throat> they end up he ends up capturing Batman and Robin puts him on a giant coin. He's like, okay, we're gonna let we're gonna let the coin decide what happens to you, Batman and Robin. But we're it's it's on this, this catapult and once we we launch it and it starts flipping, it's gonna land on these on a bed of these huge spikes. So either it's going to come, um, you know, the clean face up with you guys on top and cut your ropes and free you, or it's going to come with the, the scarred side um, up top, meaning that you're on the bottom and you get impaled on all those spikes and die. So uh, they, so Batman, you know, realizes that this isn't even a fair thing because the weight of them is going to cause it um, to, to them to land, land down onto the spikes. But Two-Face goes ahead and launches it. Inexplicably, the uh, the good side comes up. It frees Batman and Robin. He knocks out Two-Face. Two-Face um, tries to get an explanation. How did this happen? I, I was for sure that you were going to die. He's like, well, you know what? You slipped up. You strapped us in such a way that we could reach our belt radios. And you never noticed that we were fiddling with our radios, changing connections and turning the radios into electromagnets. And by turning those on, we set up a powerful negative force that repelled the spikes and saved our lives. And that's it. Now two is back in jail and, but he is back after several years. Um, so that was the end of the story. It's just, uh, interesting to note that again, he doesn't appear again for a very long time until, uh, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams bring him back in, in the beginning of the seventies. So it's like almost uh just under twenty years that he comes back this time. Yeah, so, and you're
0: you're his biggest fan.
1: I am. I have that I have his first golden age his first actual appearance and I have his first Silver Age appearance as well. Oh nice. You have the golden age one. I have I have the Detective Comics sixty six, his first appearance. Wow. Bought it years years ago for it's you know not it's like in very VG condition or whatever. And years and years ago, it was about three hundred. I think I spent. So it was um, well worth it. Now at this at this point, I could never get it for that price.
0: Yeah, I don't have that one, but I have the other one.
1: The silverage one. Yeah. Yeah. Six. So that was fun. It was. It was. So, it was such. It was. It was so much like um. I mean years before the Batman T V show, but it was like super funny and kinda like, you know, corny with like their explanations and stuff. But it was yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to read.
0: Very cool.
1: Yeah. So, so what do you have?
0: I'm gonna talk about X
1: Factor. Okay.
0: The is it Bob Layton and uh Jackson Geis X Factor. Volume one there's lots of X factors yeah this is the first X factor this was with the original team and for some reason Jackson Geist changed his name I don't know the history of that he used to be Jackson and now he's butch but I've always liked oh. his uh I always liked his uh art mm-hmm. quite a bit i'm I'm still a big fan of his art.
1: Yeah, I
0: like it too. He he. Some he sometimes has like an IDW series, or I mean, Heavy Metal. That was the last one I read was that uh, female one. I can't remember, but it was from <clears> Heavy <throat> Metal. And um, what got me to read this is Rob Liefeld, of course, because he was talking about it, and it made me interested in it. Um, I have them, but I don't remember them at all. Like zero. Like nothing. <laughs> I remembered nothing. So I, I, I'm beginning to wonder if I ever read them. Like, I don't think I did. I think I bought them and maybe just filed them away. Yeah. Um, which which is possible. This was, uh, you know, 1986. That's very rare that I would do that, but I guess I did. I could see myself doing that in college, but not not here. Mm-hmm. But, uh this journey has been pretty good. I mean, this is, uh this has a lot happening. This is the Jean gray coming back to life. And Jim shooter always said, I'm never going to allow Jean Grey to come back to life unless there's a good reason or a good way to bring her back. And I don't think the reason, I mean, I don't think what they came up with was anything like
1: <laughs>
0: spectacular. I, I I didn't, I didn't think like, It was original, like something that I wouldn't have thought of myself Mm -hmm. if it it happened. But it's also, it also has the original team coming back together, which is interesting because at this point in time, Beast, Iceman, and Angel were in the Defenders. So they were all in the Defenders title. They had to leave the Defenders. They, They were going their separate ways. Um... Bobby and Hank were going to get an apartment and start jobs. Bobby got a job at like some business job at some kind of firm and Hank was going to go teach at college, except he was having issues with the way he looked. So I don't know if he was going to get a job because he got turned down or not, but I know they're going to get a place together. Hmm. Angel is so rich, like he he has so much money he doesn't have to worry about what he's going to do but he was like fixing his place up and left his girlfriend back there to to manage things the uh, he finds out about jean grey and then calls scott um and tells him you know cyclops jean grey's alive again and and, <laughs> and uh he's with uh what's her name um Madeline, Madeline Pryor, mm-hmm. and they have a kid.
1: <laughs> so yeah, they,
0: and Madeline looks very much like Jean. <laughs> looks just
1: like Jean. Yeah, yeah, she
0: looks just like her. And he just—I mean, looked, actually,
1: in the X-Men at the time, like he would—he would talk. It, like it was—it wasn't like just being. So, like he would say all the time, "He's like, I can't believe this. I thought that was Jean. It looks just like Jean."
0: But what I found so, interesting oh, is he just he just packed up and left, like he has a little <laughs> baby, a wife, and he just like, "I'm out he, he he kind of here Jean's alive
1: yeah he's a big and jerk.
0: E- even in x factor angel when they got together, angel was always telling him, well, what about Madeline, <laughs> you know like what's going on?" <laughs> And I think uh, I think Warren wanted to hit on Gene himself, but I don't I don't know what his motive was. I, I still don't know what it is 'cause
1: issue Back five, in issue five old original series like when uh, Stan Lee writing, they were always like vying for Gene's attention. Those and two. I
0: think he I think he's vying, but he has that girlfriend too. Yeah. And then Hank has that girlfriend that's got the weird ass haircut, but she looks fine and she looks interesting. <laughs> but she plays a part in this too. Um, they they form the team, they get Gene, and they say, oh, let's, let's become a team again, except let's go back to what Profe- Professor X's main vision is to help mutants. But let's front it as an organization that's trying to capture mutants. Mm-hmm. So they have like these aliases where they look exactly the same, just in different like work outfits. And they go and capture mutants and one of the guys they capture is Rusty Collins and he he's got all kinds of like firepower and, and stuff that can melt stuff and and then they get Artie but that that whole Artie thing is really interesting because if it goes back to Amazing Adventures, which is you know, when Beast got the hair and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is his second mutation, if you will. And there was another scientist involved that was trying to help him. Well, he sends this guy, Tower, to go capture the beast. And, and Tower is pretty I, – I like his design. He's like a super-powered individual, but he can grow in size. And um, he's pretty big. And uh, he captures the beast and takes him back to his original scientist friend, Whose motive is to cure mutation because his son is is Artie, who mm-hmm. we all know from you know other comic books, is the pink headed alien looking creature mutant, um, and he wants to cure his son, so he decides to do that on Hank and his mutation, and this is how Hank gets his human looking. Look again, because if you look at X Factor and you see the Beast, like by issue three or four, he he he's got a human-looking form again. But uh, this whole series is 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 like crazy interesting because there's so Mm -hmm. much you know that that is happening, and then there's like this Rampage girl, and you don't know why she's after uh, Rusty Collins, and she's after Artie and you don't know exactly why, but at the end of issue four, you find out, like, I always thought that Louise Simonson is the, is who the writer that made, you know, um, apocalypse, but it really was Bob Layton. Cause Bob Layton, the, the big bad that was sending off his evil mutants, um, off to go get these mutants was, uh, was apocalypse. And, uh, In issue five, they have a X Factor has a battle with the Alliance of Evil, and those characters there, Rampage being the most one that's to focus on because she's all in issue four um, on her own, and it involves drugs, like like mutant drugs, and you're like, what what does that mean? But there there's a mutant that actually can drug up other mutants to gain more powers. So this alliance of evil doesn't want this guy to leave. He actually is supposed to be working for apocalypse and he escapes and he causes mutant powers to go haywire and he sort of serves as a drug um to other mutants to amplify their powers. And that's why the alliance and evil of evil have a clash with the uh, X-Factor. And then you have Cameron Hodge, which is interesting because we all know what he turns into, but he—he he is uh, their publicist, if you will, or he's the guy that—oh,
1: that's he, right—he
0: leads them to missions. Like I he runs. about that. Yeah, he—he's the business guy up behind X Factor that says, "Oh, these guys need to get rid of a mutants. So you need to go get go get them." And then they fly in and then they go get them. And then there's all this conflict with Artie, like. Um Rusty freaks out when he sees Artie. That he doesn't even want to be a mutant. So there's all that conflict. You know, I don't want to be a mutant. I don't want to be here. And they they're saying, well, we're you're here to protect yourself as well as others and uh he's freaked out because of the way people think, but his his whole mind changes when Artie sort of saves his life. So and Artie's father dies in this whole mess, by the way. So yeah, there's just there's a ton of stuff that happens in five issues. It's not decompressed at all.
1: Mike, I haven't read any of that since it came out, yeah. and like you covering it again is like, I I had totally not remembered at all that Artie like I, I thought like if you would have asked me before covering this like where did Artie come from I'm like oh he was a Morlock I just yeah like, he was with them for so long that I I didn't remember anything about his first appearance or where he came from.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, too, because it links back to where, where Beast got his first hair. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: the scientist that gave him his hair, that that was working with him, is the scientist, uh, is Artie's father. And he just wants to cure Artie, and that's why he's doing this to the Beast.
1: Yeah. But he does
0: sacrifice his life, so the Beast... And Artie can escape. He's like, protect my son. And he kind of vows that he will. Um, although the Beast at that time, like in issue three, if you look at the covered issue three, I think it is. He's covered and he looks like a mummy.
1: Yeah, um, I noticed that cause I was be, scrolling because
0: he, he's all in bandages because that guy in the process of trying to unmutate him almost killed him. Like he was on life support. He was almost to die. Mm. so yeah this is this is all pretty interesting and still he hasn't seen or called he or Madeline back like <laughs> he's got his kid That comes he,
1: to bite him in the ass later
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it already is that uh, kind of but it's so weird well she turns into the Goblin Queen right
1: yep yep
0: and it her her, her backstory is all also kind of weird but uh, Jean Grey coming back to life, uh, you're like, well, how did she come back to life? Well, the way they 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 explain it is uh, when she joined, when she became the Phoenix Force, she came out of the water, and it wasn't really Jean. Like it,
1: it was the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, the
0: Phoenix had taken the form of Jean, and she was still underwater in this like tank or whatever and later on the fantastic four and avengers uncovered her and brought her back and uh that's how she became back back to the team
1: yeah so. that's interesting um yeah and Fren- and like you said frenzy uh first appears in like issue 4 or whatever and the- she's she's uh still around now like in this you know the hickman run and stuff like that like I think she's one of them that was uh, working up on the space station with uh, Agent, Br- not for Agent Brand, not, not you know, as a double agent, but I think yeah. she was up there or whatever. So, uh, yeah, so she's still around, too.
0: So what you uh, see in cool. 5 is you see Frenzy and then that guy Time Shadow and Tower and and um, what is the other one? Uh, I can't remember the girl's name. I don't name. remember
1: yeah, I don't remember. I wouldn't have known. Fren, the Fren, other ones.
0: Frenzy's the the one that's super strong, but so is mm-hmm. Tower. Like their powers are almost very similar.
1: Yeah, Frenzy um, the Black Lady. Or Time something,
0: right? Shadow. Yeah, Time Shadow. I can't remember who the girl with the pink hair is. That's the one either. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, but first. It's interesting.
0: Apocalypse. Our database doesn't. Our, our database, I think, is. Well, that's frenzies. It said that time shadow so, shows in issue four, and I don't Stinger? remember him. Was yeah, her name Stinger. Stinger? Her name is Stinger. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it says it says that for um for five.
0: Yeah, so six is like when Louise Simonson takes over uh, yeah. from Bob Layton, but I've always been a Bob Layton fan, and it, it's interesting because. The X Factor that I know was the Simonsons. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like mm-hmm. the the one yeah. that I remember. So going back to read this and finding out it's not them, it was was pretty shocking to me because that, <laughs> yeah. that's sort of what I remember. Like I don't remember reading these at all, and I have them. And I didn't like just recently buy them. I bought these
1: off the shelf. got them. Mm-hmm. I've never read the Peter David reboot that started at issue two hundred. Wow. Never read it. Uh-huh. That
0: that was that was when I really liked him.
1: Yeah. I read I have the whole That's with Madrix original run big, that went What what's his name?
0: The big guy.
1: Uh strong guy, yeah. A strong Guido. guy,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: Guido. <laughs> That's pretty and cool. And
0: Polaris and yeah, Tavik And yeah. You know, that, that was my X factor. That's that's when I really
1: liked them. I really feel Peter like David... I, I, I need to go back and and read these now. The yeah, I was I, uh, what so drove
0: far. me to read these was, like I said, I was listening to Rob Servations and he was reading an article off of comic interview that was talking to to Jackson uh, Geis and I found that article to be very interesting because he he went in him and Bob Layton went in with a plan, and like we're gonna we're gonna have a run like fantastic four it's gonna run a hundred issues, and hmm. just to know that they only lasted like roughly six yeah it's pretty shocking but um yeah i I don't think it took off as they expected it would take off. And uh I, I do like the premise. Cyclops I is is one of my favorite X Men, but I didn't really grow to appreciate Cyclops until much later. More more so when he was the leader and had to make the tough decisions when Xavier was gone.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh here here he seems very like I don't even care about my kid or <laughs> or wife. <laughs> I just it seems so weird.
1: He and got his zoo back. That's, and that's I, I, all he cared about.
0: Yeah, but I, I, he's he's even being like standoffish with Gene because mm. he feels guilt, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So he's like not. Gene's always asking, "What's going on with you? Why can Why haven't we talked?" And I, I'm at the point where she sat down with Warren, and he he was, uh, she was like, "What's going on with Scott? You know, like what's you know, what what's happening?" And he starts to, you know, let her in on stuff, and then it he sort of changes the subject, and then it never resolves itself. But I think what he's gonna say is, "But I'm in love with you," or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got the girlfriend that's doing all the work for him on his house, so I'm like, "What is happening?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's pretty cool.
0: And when when uh, Beast and Hank are. Or Iceman and Bobby and Hanker with Beast's girlfriend. Uh, that 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 whole scene is pretty interesting because that's where Frenzy attacks them. Mm. I keep calling her Rampage, but it's Frenzy. I because c- it reminds me of Rampage from DC <laughs> Comics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's almost Man. the
0: same power set.
1: Yeah. I, like I said, I mean, my God, nineteen ninety, no, nineteen eighty-six. I haven't read these. Yeah, this 19- was
0: this was like crisis time on the DC side, so it's eighty-six, <sighs> eighty-seven, and uh, this is prior to like ninety-two when everything went nuts with Image and.
1: Yeah. Times is... flies, Mike. Well, how well, how does time go by so fast?
0: I don't know. Where is it going? I don't know. Uh, this was a lot. This was really cool. I liked it. Yeah. I really liked the beast part. I like how they linked it to Amazing Adventure. Yeah, I thought that cool. was really good. Cool.
1: Um, the next one I'm going to do, I'm going to have Wikipedia help me a little bit because I was starting to fall asleep last night while I was watching a movie. and, I, and What I did, were you I watching?
0: Did... Sandman?
1: No, no, I did. I did, <laughs> I did stay up. I did. I did complete it, but I was. I was getting drowsy on and off. So,
0: what were you uh, watching though?
1: I, I went back to my uh, Hammer film collection, and it's taken me a while to get back to it because those suspense uh, films are. They kind of by genre almost, like in in order of how, you know how the discs come. So I've just been watching them straight through and the those horror slash suspense or mystery they're all those those are done i pretty much have like they're more like adventure stories now and this was the first one of the adventure stories it's called the stranglers of bombay and it's from 1959 again uh, a hammer hammer um films uh picture and uh it was, it was okay. Uh, I'll give you just the, the, just basically the synopsis. Um, so this is back in, um, the 1800s when, um, when Great Britain, you know, had all of India under its control, they formed that East India company. Um, so they basically, you know, I mean, they were, they hundred percent control over over India kind of
0: uh, leads to what happened in miss Marvel too
1: yeah right. exactly it back, yeah just to bring it back
0: yeah just to bring it back home <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, it's crazy, but you yeah. yeah you're absolutely right that's that's exactly it when they started pulling out like a hundred years after this, but so this is so this is the eighteen eighteen thirties and um there's an officer um in the East Indian, East India company, a British soldier who has been investigating on his own. There's all all these people just keep going missing. And and, uh, what I mean by that are, are, uh, you know, the actual native occupants of India, actually, you know, actual Indians themselves, um, not like British soldiers or anything. So he's, he's through his, he he seems very, he's very, very down to earth in terms of like, he knows, he knows the people on the street. He knows their cultural customs. He knows like their religious beliefs. He's very, very plugged into that society, even though he's, he's British and um, he's discovered over the course of a couple of years or maybe it's only one year, but over 2000 people have, have just gone missing and he keeps reporting it to his colonel, but, um, nothing really is is being done about it until finally, um, a lot of the merchants, the the British merchants are now complaining because their caravans have, have gone missing, you know, with entire, an entire caravan, like the, Everything with it, as well as all of the all of the workers that are are transporting goods from place to place. So, <clears throat> finally, this the the, uh, the the main character's name is Harry Lewis, Captain Lewis. So, finally, Captain Lewis finally convinces his boss, uh, the Colonel, that this needs to be investigated. It's it's been going on and now. Obviously, we've got you know, higher ups, uh, in, in terms of merchants that are affected. So now the Colonel is actually, um, interested to find out what's going on. So he says, well, you know what, I, I will, we'll get somebody in charge of this and they'll relieve we'll them of their own duties and they'll just be in charge of figuring out this disappearance. So, uh, Captain Lewis goes back home and talks to his wife and like, Oh, this is wonderful. I finally got him to listen you know, I'm the expert and this, he even called me the expert, uh, you know, the situation, obviously he's going to put me in charge of this. So he gets summoned the next day and only to find out that, um, uh, the son of an old friend of the colonel's is, is another captain in, in the, uh, in the company. And he's put this guy, Captain, um, Captain Smith to, uh, be in charge of it. And even Captain Smith is clueless. He has no idea about anything on the ground in the country. He is, doesn't under, you know, he wants to bring people in and question them, you know, officially in, uh, you know, in, in the actual um, headquarters and stuff. He just doesn't know how to interact at all with, with the people that actually live there. Um, he's extremely ineffective. Um, Captain Lewis is, being the you know good british soldier and and giving um uh, smith all of his research and smith dismisses it, puts it in a drawer never to look at it again he basically doesn't think anything of captain lewis um and it's you know it's it's obvious that he's not going to um he's not going to be successful in in figuring anything out at all so um Anyhow, uh, one of, uh, Captain Lewis's servants, cause again, this was back in the time where very un-PC at this point, but you know, his, all of their, the servants in the house are all actual Indians. And, um, the one in, um, the one, uh, servant in the house has gotten, he, he's sure that he had seen his, his brother who had been missing, uh, for several months, um, with, um, with some thuggies. So that's actually where we get the word thug from is from thuggies of Cali, K-A-L-I. And that was like a, a death, um, um, a, a death God. And, um, so he, he, he wants, he wants to go find out what's going on. And, um, Captain Lewis says, yes, absolutely. You know, you can, you can go, to search for him, um, and then later, Captain Lewis finds out that his, that his servant, his name is Ram Das, has been captured. And the, re- the way that he discovers this is that um, they're also putting pressure on Captain Lewis to stop doing his own side investigation because obviously this incompetent Smith isn't getting anything done. Lewis is just investigating on his own. They're putting pressure on him to stop, and um, they, th- they throw something through a window at Captain Smith's house, the thuggies, and when he unwraps it, he sees that it's Ram Dass' uh, hand. He had a special uh, ring on his hand that was still on there, so he knows that that's, that's what it is. Um, so basically, uh, what ends up happening is that you find out that this Ram Dass' little brother has been brainwashed to be uh an initiate in the in the cult of Kali and um to the point where he even ends up killing his brother um on command from the, the high priest and uh anyhow through a lot more investigation um captain lewis uh joins a very large caravan Um, that is supposed to, and, and the, the idea is the caravan's so large that it can't go missing. However, what they don't understand is that many of the people in the caravan itself, as well as other people come to beg to join them for safety are all thuggy followers. Um, so, and, and actually some of the, um, the, uh, the lower level officers, even in the, in the group are, are, um, native Indian and, and are also cult members so um sure enough they they do get captured and and um they uh, choose to um tie uh Captain Lewis up, and they're going to sacrifice him um to kali and um he tells Ram Dass's brother uh, to kill him now Ramdas is now um so uh guilty for killing his own brother. It kind of snaps out of it, and he doesn't he doesn't um kill him. Um, he ends up um, uh, helping him escape and uh, they 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 escape the area they go back they kill the the priest they escape the area, and they go back to their colonel to report what's going on he's dining with this uh, uh i guess whatever you would call a shah in um i can't remember what his title is. But you know, like kind of like a almost like a emperor type of the area. <clears throat> He's dining with them, and um, unbeknownst to them, this emperor is also a member of Kali. And there's a um, uh, the the brother of that Ram Das comes and identifies one of the servants of of the emperor as as a thug, and Patel. Uh, that's the emperor Patel. He acts so shocked. He immediately goes over and kills the follower um, to avoid um, the follower for blowing him in. But everyone like kind of turns to him because it was very abrupt and uncalled for. You get the feeling like there's going to be a lot of questions coming um, from him as well. Um, that's kind of towards the end of the movie. And then you see that um, Captain Lewis is, is now receiving a promotion for help uh, exposing the plot. And then the, it ends with just a little narrative display um, saying that then years later, the thuggy cult was wiped out um, by the British. Um, and it gives a quote saying uh, from a major general, if we've done nothing else for India, we have done this one good thing. Um, so apparently I looked up and it is uh, based partly in fact that, that, I mean, the, 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 cult did exist um and it does seem like before um uh britain finally left india that they they really did um get rid of the majority of the cult um but anyhow um it was it was but it was kind of an abrupt ending i was very surprised um there was no real big like climax necessarily they you know they escaped from this huge cult with you know most of the cult members are still alive there they um, run back uh, to the headquarters and it wasn't clear to me that this Patel guy was going to be arrested or anything. And so, you know, he might still be active as a, as a high ranking member without anyone knowing. And then it's, it's just kind of like the end of the movie. So, um, it, it was okay. Um, certainly not as good as a lot of those, um, horror and suspense hammer films I'd been watching earlier on. Um, But it still was enjoyable enough, but I was watching it really late. I was getting sleepy. Maybe if I was more wide awake, I would have uh, been more, you know, enjoyed it a little bit more. I was kind of drifting in and out, and I might have missed some nuances. But that's about it, Mike.
0: It's pretty good that you fought through it and uh, stayed awake. (laughs) It was tough. See, I don't even try. Like I, I told Barb last night, I'm going to I'm shutting my eyes so let's stop this movie.
1: <laughs> I'm going to pass out. See, that's what I'll usually do because now I know that like I'm just I'm just not going to remember this. But there was literally like 8 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. And towards the end, like the very very end where they're like confronting that one guy and then they, you know, they have the little narrative display at the end. I had to rewind it like three times because in the last two minutes I kept closing my eyes without me realizing my eyes were closed. And all of a sudden it starts playing the end music. I'm like, oh, I missed it again. And I rewind it. I fought, I closed my eyes again, like three times. <laughs> <laughs> Finally got it on that I actually saw the end. I'm like, oh, my God, what is my problem? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, I mean, I like <clears throat> that collection. And there's some other ones coming up. There's a Robin Hood one coming was he in, going through
0: phases or did he like intermix his genres do you know what i mean
1: yeah did, i, don't did, I he, don't
0: did he stick with the horror and then just threw these other books these other themes in or
1: i i i don't know it, it looks like this company the uh the hammer films they just i i mean they were known for the horror stuff but it looks like they just were producing all sorts of all sorts yeah. of stuff I, I don't know. You know? All right. But well, um, it, it, it's it's definitely... It, I was so blown away by a lot of the... um susp- I, I don't want to call them horror because they're more suspense um, uh, movies by them. They blew me away. They were far better than I ever expected. This one was, was pretty much just... You know, it was okay. It was fine.
0: So... Uh... My next book is Doom Patrol. So why did I read this? It's because I've been watching Doom Patrol on HBO Max finally, and I really like I really like it. Like I really like the way they did the the three main characters for sure, uh, especially Robot Man. I I love when uh, when he just goes fuck <laughs>
1: as Robot
0: Man because he says it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> especially when they're like chasing the donkey. He's <laughs> like, fucking donkey jackass. <laughs> but it's, it's a cool series. Like I really like the series. So I was like, which, oh, I... which series is it? Oh, this which is the, doom I'm ta- I'm actually talking about, uh, the TV show.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so it got me to read doom patrol. I, and I, I did, I don't own this book. Um, I should own it, but I don't. I, I read uh, Doom Patrol 120, uh, which has it, the cover was pretty striking because it uh, it has Elastigirl, Negative Man, and and uh, the Chief crying essentially because it looks like uh, Robot Man has been destroyed and uh, Robot Man's on the ground and he's saying, "Help me, Chief! Somebody, anybody, help!" And it's called the Rage of the Wrecker. Hmm. And uh, <clears throat> it has some interesting themes in this story. I, I, I really liked them. Uh, it's a space story where the chief sends Negative Man and uh, Robot Man into space to figure out why the Russian and American satellites are being blown out of the sky. I mean, out of the space. They're Somebody's attacking them and uh, destroying their satellites. So it's got like a modern day theme, you know, satellite warfare kind of theme, and uh, they're investigating it, and they see these rockets going after the the satellite that they're they're gonna see, and uh, <clears throat> they, they 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 see that somebody's actually aggressively attacking these satellites. We find out that that's certain somebody's the wrecker, and he's kind of like a hippie, and I, the part I don't get is he seems to have morphed certain earth scientists into like alien creatures and they never explain that like i that's the part i don't get but uh he's used these scientists and stuff to to gain technology so he could destroy technology and his whole his whole thing is he doesn't want man to lose its purpose so in order to do that he feels he has to destroy the technology very much like you know robo uh hunter or magnus the robot fighter where technology he's worried will take over life and he's very concerned like not all robots there's so many books that you can comic books that you can name that are in this theme well that's sort of what this is dealing with uh politically is Machines taking away the jobs for humans. And uh, they get back down to Earth. And they, they find out it's the Wrecker. But Robot Man's armor is rotting away. Because of the cosmic rays that he was exposed to in space. And, and the Chief didn't know that until later. So he's like, oh shit. We're going to have to put your brain into some of these other models that that I have. And one of the models is like, sort of a, a grasshopper looking robot uh-huh. one is a spaceship kind of like a traveling robot one is like this thing that shoots fire and it, it's like destruction and then the fourth robot is a robot that was used to heal like a medical robot to help the chief so he says pick your armor and you're going to go after the wrecker so he picks the grasshopper armor and then they're they're back into space and they 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 end up fighting uh the wrecker and stopping him in the course of that robot man had to change his body into three of the other robot bodies and he ends up in the medical robot body so yeah it was it was a it was a really interesting story and then there's a backstory which is really odd um I guess I'm pretty naive in the relationship between Mento and Rita, but they were married. I, I, I guess I never realized that. And they oh. had adopted Garth, uh, Beast Boy. So uh, they, they were out clubbing with, with, in a weird situation, and then Beast Boy was telling him he is going on a date, and they said, wow, they're – that father's letting you date his daughter as, you know, you're you're green, you know. How's he going to get over that? And hmm. and he says, well, my girlfriend and her mother told me just to talk about sports and all this stuff and take the father's mind away from that I look different. So he ends up taking her to a club and they end up getting in a fight. And it turns out that the same club that, that Rita and uh, Mento are in, so that that whole series that whole scenario was weird, but it was it was still highly entertaining. So that's also happening in the same comic book. Hmm. But this is like the penultimate issue before it goes on hiatus because on 121 it it uh, the cover of it is uh it shows all the Doom Patrol. It says is this the beginning of the end of the Doom Patrol? You decide. And I guess what happened is they decided that we don't want the Doom Patrol anymore because they didn't come back until 1973. So they took, you know, a good, you know, four to five-year break before coming back. So I guess people voted that they didn't want it. But in 121, it is the first appearance of Captain Zoll. He, he's very much a Nazi-type kind of captain. And he teams up with... uh Madam Rogue, so one of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, and Madame Rogue, I, I don't know what happened, but or how they got to this point, but she was also attacking the Brain and Mala, so you know the ape guy. Yeah. And then she also put the plan to attack the Doom Patrol and kill him. and it, this kind of ended. This was like the, I guess, the beginning of like when Grant Morrison got some ideas of for animal man and stuff by placing himself in the story because the, the editor and uh, also the artist appear in this story and they're like talking to the reader directly and they're saying, well, you know, we're, we're crafting this story and you're going to decide if they, they survive or not because they do launch a rocket and, in the destruction of the Doom Patrol, and it looks like they're dead at the end of this issue, and I—that's—that's mm-hmm. that's how it sort of ended.
1: And that was like the last original issue too, yeah. right? Because then the other ones were just reprints until the you know the series in the late '80s.
0: Yeah, and I think they came back in Showcase where they had a whole new. Robot Man and I mean it's still the same robot man but he looks slightly different and they had Tempest and I forget what Celsius.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so right.
0: They they came back as and Celsius turned out to be Niles Calder's wife. Mm. So I don't
1: think I realized that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, this is uh pretty interesting and yeah, I have the first appearance of the Doom Patrol which was in uh, great! My greatest adventure. Um, but I don't have a lot of these Doom Patrols. I have a, I have like issue 88, and then 117, and then I have when it came back 122 through 124. So a lot of the reprint issues.
1: Mhm. I got the um, when they were doing that, the omnibus. <clears throat> I bought the Omnibus, I haven't read it yet, but it's got, you know, the whole, all the stories up until that last original issue.
0: The app has quite a bit of Doom Patrol, um, which is kind of cool. It actually had, like, issues 86 through 120, and then it it has all the other series after that, Mm. that I can tell. They might be missing one. I don't think I saw the John Byrne Doom Patrol in there, but I'm not 100% sure.
1: They had some of it in there, because I remember reading that, just the first arc, I think. Yeah. I didn't realize that Doom Patrol came back and Showcase for a few issues. I'm just looking at the covers now.
0: Yeah, that's when Tempest and Celsius and Robot Man.
1: Negative woman. She's in there too.
0: Rob's podcast influences me a lot. Like, uh, I think this he was talking in one episode about the X-Men similarities to the Doom Patrol. And uh, I've always heard the rivalry like which came first, the chicken or the egg and uh, Doom Patrol versus the X-Men and uh they were came out at very similar times but uh the the writer Arnold Drake said that the idea was stolen for the X-Men and I, I think the Stanley re- said no you stole our idea for the, <laughs> for the Fantastic 4
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So yeah it's it's all interesting. One one of the most interesting things that I didn't know about that whole situation is Arnold Drake really had a friend. I think it was a friend or maybe a family member that was paralyzed at, from the, you know, the neck down. And he wanted to make a hero or a really smart brain-like character, like the chief, Yeah. Um, based on his friend. So I thought that oh, was I pretty cool.
1: That. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
0: That's all I had for today.
1: I got one more. All right. <clears throat> uh, okay, so I am influenced in what we were watching on TV. So I'm going to cover the Sandman number seventeen. Ah. So I, I don't know if you're if if you're aware, Mike, since you you really only watched some of the first episode, but they surprise released a couple days ago an eleventh episode.
0: Oh, yeah, I heard about that.
1: Yeah, so I don't know where... I also
0: heard, just... I also heard though, and I guess I'm the minority and not liking it, because I think Netflix has announced that this has been their most popular series ever.
1: This is what I'm hearing as well.
0: That's what I've heard.
1: Yeah, which is quite... And I don't know how to... it could
0: be more popular than Monday Heist. I can't figure that out, but...
1: Well, I, I, I mean, listen. I'm a huge Sandman fan, and I am, I I am surprised if that's the case. Even with me, be, because it's not like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's a, a wide appeal. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 Like it's just an easy, or even an easy appeal, an easy, an easy like watch that you just sit down and, you know, you just sit down and just watch something for, for fun. This isn't. I mean, it's really like. I don't know it's really like involved so yeah. I, I'm I'm surprised about that but well when hey, I read I
0: Sandman I I was like not into it until I got issue 8 like the introduction of death was
1: mm-hmm.
0: was where I like oh I I really like this issue <laughs>
1: yeah oh absolutely but the,
0: she's always been like the one the one item in the Sandman universe that I've been like oh I like this
1: <laughs> yeah exactly you're aware? if We talked about this before, or you might have already known. Known um, that sh- her her look was based on a real person.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did hear yeah.
1: that. Okay, yeah, she died a few years ago of cancer, but yeah, that um, my, I don't. How do you pronounce his last name? Mike Durin During Dern, or something like that. The artist uh, at the beginning of Sandman? man
0: knew that woman. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he knew her so Neil kind of had ideas for, you know, how everyone would look, but, um, but that look came from the, the artist based on, on, on yeah, the woman that he knew. So that was very interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, this number 17 that I'm reading is one half of that 11th episode that came out because um, it's two different stories, that 11th episode. Um, this one is called uh, Calliope, and I guess I should uh, – obviously it's Neil Gaiman – and I'm just looking up to see who drew it. Kelly Jones. Kelly Jones drew this one. So, uh, and you wouldn't believe, like, like if you compare, like, the comics to the show, like, they use, like, the, so much of the actual dialogue from the comics, which is kind of crazy. Um, so this one opens up with um, a novelist um, talking to... Uh, somebody who works at a hospital it might be a doctor, it might be a, a nurse or just somebody that works there. But anyhow, um, <clears throat> he had asked for a bezor, B-E-Z-O-A-R. Um, and I guess that most of the time they're precious stones, but the one that he provided to him from the hospital is a, a trichino tric- bezor, which is made out of hair. Um, what happens is that some people, uh, usually women, um, keep chewing on it, sucking on it, swallowing it, and it becomes this huge, disgusting mess in their stomach. So this guy had, um, had had a perform, I guess he is a doctor He performed surgery on this young woman to take it out. And he's giving it for some strange reason to this novelist who has asked for it, um, The doctor is a huge fan of this novelist, so um, he just asks for a signed copy of his debut novel, which was a bestseller. And um, and that's pretty much it. And then um, uh, the novelist is named uh, Richard Maddock. His agent calls him, asks how the new book is coming because the publisher is um, all over him. It's overdue by nine months. And, uh, Richard says he's, he's almost done. He just needs a couple more weeks. He hangs up and talks, is now talking to himself. He hasn't even started the novel. He has absolutely no ideas. He goes to this, um, other person's house named Erasmus Fry and knocking on the door. The guy's very suspicious. He sees who it is and he lets him in. Apparently this Erasmus has asked for this bazaar and, um, they start talking there. You learn that Erasmus, uh, he's an old, uh, quite an old man. Um, He was a hugely successful um, novelist, playwright, uh, um, uh, poet, just all of these different things. Uh, Absolutely brilliant writer. Um, He's asked for this bazaar for some sort of, I don't know, maybe to extend his life. It has, they, they talk about how, um, when, uh, Edward, the fourth had been poisoned, the, a bazaar, um, cured him and, um, just on and on about, uh, apparently they're they're supposed to, uh, cure illnesses and so forth. So, um, anyhow, he gets the, he, he hands off the bazaar. He goes, okay. He's like, here's your, are you ready for your gift? And he says, I caught her in 1927. And so that was 60 years ago. It's now 1987 in this. And I caught her with some certain rituals. And uh, they say to woo her. But he says, I find force to, to work better. And I've gotten all the fame and the glory. I created novels, the poems, the plays. However, I don't need her anymore. And you do. Here she is. Her name's Calliope. <clears throat> calliope is one of the, the the youngest of nine the nine muses and she's she was homer's muse and he gifts calliope to richard baddock in exchange for the bazaar calliope hears this and starts crying because um erasmus fry had promised that he would free her before he died and he said well sorry but i i i I rarely keep my word um you now um belong to richard and um they leave and he takes her home locks her in a room uh this part deviates a bit from from the actual um t v uh episode but uh in the comic uh her his the first thing he does is rapes her and goes downstairs uh, feeling different, feeling relaxed, and turns on his word processor and writes for three hours and realizes he's now become his second novel. Um, she's upstairs, and she prays um, to anyone that can hear her and the fates um, show up, the three women that are the fates, and they basically say that there are really no old powers left that can still help her. Um, most gods have gone. Some have lost, some are still around, but have lost powers. The only ones that are still around really are the endless and they have their own problems. They suggest perhaps that she should, um, try to call Morpheus, um, the dream King. Um, they say, after all, you, you actually were his, um, you know, were his wife, uh, for, for a while or no, actually just says uh, you were close. And, um, and you did have a, a child with, with the dream King. Why don't you call, uh, you know, uh, he would be your best bet. And, um, so I apologize. He, they didn't suggest the call. They just, they just said, Oh, you, weren't you really close to the dream King? And Calliope says, well, I can't call him. We did not part on good uh, terms. Uh, he hates me and, and I despise him. I wouldn't accept it. And This is where the fates say, well, uh, he can't help you anyhow. He's also, um, He's been ensnared by mortals as well. Um, you're trapped in a tower and he's trapped underground. So this is happening at the same time that he's been trapped as you might have seen in the first episode, Mike. <clears throat> so. Uh, she starts um, begging, you know, for anyone to help, even, even him. Um, time passes uh, a few years past. Uh, he finishes another, another novel. Um, and. Uh, she says, "You know, can you let me go now?" And and Richard says, "You know, are you out of your mind? This is just the beginning." And um, and he's—I mean—he's evil to her. He's, he's no, you're my possession. Uh, you're not free until I tell you. You're my 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 muse. You get used to it. Um, and months and years passed. Uh, he's writing plays. He's writing poems. He's writing screenplays. Um, but he will only agree to sell the screenplay if he gets to direct. Um, early, the, people, the Hollywood says that absolutely is not done. Years, a couple of years later, they, that same person is like, "Oh, we'd love for you to direct." It's like, "Sorry, I already went to this other company and gave me a gave me a three picture deal." Um, so unbelievably, unbelievably successful in in all ways um he's doing an interview he realizes uh he hears somebody reference um the comparisons between between himself richard and and other um famous uh creators and the interviewer says but you know to me you're most like the late erasmus fry and he's like oh did he die like yeah i didn't i didn't know and it's like oh he was quite old i'm sure he must have died uh from old age and like oh no he poisoned himself like apparently uh the last thing that he did was beg his publishers to bring one of his books back into print so his books aren't even in print anymore and he was so um upset that he ended up killing himself so uh after that um you see intermixed calliope uh is is alone in in her room and you hear, you don't see, but you hear somebody else now talking, and it's clear that it's Morpheus um, saying, uh, you know, I was a, I was in prison, but now I'm now I'm free. And she said, you have to make him give me my freedom. <clears throat> Stephen Fry comes home, and Morpheus is sitting in his living room, and they start first. He Richard uh, uh, threatens him with by calling, saying that he'll call the police. He needs to get out. And, uh, Morpheus, uh, reveals that he knows he has a a woman imprisoned, uh, upstairs against her. will. first he denies it. Then he starts begging him not to call the police. And, uh, uh, dream says, I'm not going to call any police. He's like, uh, you need to just let her go. And Richard says, you don't understand. I can't, I can't let her go. I need her. Um, you know, maybe in a few years, but I can't right now. And, um, he's like. Uh, dream says you know she's been captive for more than 60 years abused demeaned and hurt um and you will not free her because you need the ideas so he says you want ideas you want dreams you want stories then you will then ideas you will have ideas in abundance and he wakes up richard wakes up and he accuses calliope of giving him nightmares um she says that she's done nothing but uh he's he must have met Morpheus. Um, he goes out angry, um, goes to the newsstand, starts talking to the the person there and they start chatting and he starts, uh, Richard starts saying, Oh, you know what? I could write a whole story about this. Oh, or I could write one about this. I could write one about this. And he's just saying one thing after the other. He's just like falls to, to his knees, just thinking of one idea after the next. Um, Suddenly, that same doctor that gave him that bazaar years and years ago is walking by. And there's this uh, huge group huddled around this man against the wall. And it's, of course, Richard Maddock. And he's like, I just have so many ideas. And he starts saying more ideas. And you look to the, the, um, the wall, and he's written out. He had no pen, no paper. So he's written out as many ideas as he could on the side of the wall, just using his fingertips. And there's like nothing left of his fingertips. Um, he grabs him. He takes them um, back to his, uh, the doctor takes him back to his own house. Says, I'll give you a sedative. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, it's her event. You have to go to my house. Here's my keys. And you have to tell her that she's free. She's free to go. And he thinks he's, he's crazy, but he eventually um, goes as, um, as Richard is continuing to say ideas out loud as, as the man leaves the house, he goes to Richard's house, looks around. He's like, uh, is anyone here? He says, you're free to go. Hello. Hello. He goes upstairs, sees the locked door, unlocks it. There's absolutely nothing there in the room except for, um, the late Erasmus Fry's book that he wanted, um, being put into print. It's, that's the only thing sitting in the room. He leaves. And we cut back to Calliope and Dream, and she thanks him um, for uh, freeing, uh, freeing her. Um, she asks if he still hates her, and he said, no, things have changed for him. He does not hate her. Um, and she says, well, maybe I could visit you in the Dream realm at some point. It would be nice to talk about things properly. And he says, I do not think that would be a good idea. And she said, maybe not. Well, thank you very much, and they say goodbye. Um, the doctor goes back to um, Richard, and he's like, I, I, "I, I've done it. Are you feeling okay?" And he's like, "I don't know. I don't remember. It's like there was something. I wish I could remember that who this person was. It's like there was a person that I had. She's gone. I don't remember. I don't remember anything. I have no idea at all. And that's that's the end. So uh, it was very similar." to the to the um episode um the only difference really is that he did try to woo her with gifts um at at first on in the tv episode um before he forced himself on her um but yeah this was it was an interesting one of like be careful what you wish for and um you know how your you know people's integrity may not stick around when they when they're being given what they want, they start to believe they deserve it. And um you know. It was it was just it was, it's the, the the episode struck me and it made me want to read the story. It was it
0: sounds like a bad idea.
1: well you know what he had a bad idea. Richard had <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs> no, it was very good. It was very, very good. So this is uh in the third volume of the hardcover collection. Um, it's just four issues it's a very it's the thinnest volume and it's just four like kind of standalone stories um so this is the first of those four standalone stories before the next big arc um came in the original series
0: mm-hmm. but that's all i got cool beans so you finished sandman then
1: we're all we're all, all done we're gonna get back to Stranger oh stacy watched it too oh my god yeah i mean that's Sandman's the first comic book that she ever read. Oh,
0: so she liked this adaptation of it. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we started watching Stranger Things. We watched two episodes, and then Sandman drops. So we're like, oh, I guess we're putting Stranger Things on hold for a week or, or so. And we watched all of uh, Sandman. Now we're going to go back to the new op- new series, season. Did episode. you watch
0: The Boys, too, or no?
1: We've watched The Boys, but not the newest season. We're still behind uh-huh. that newest season. So um, we've watched the what the first two seasons, yeah. Yeah. First two, yeah. Well, I we, we yeah we we like the boys, yeah. So crude and stuff, but yeah. so good.
0: <laughs> well, cool deal. We yeah. had to go solo each solo without our
1: team, but uh, we did it. Isn't that funny? I told I do I Stacy. I'm like Stacy. I said, you know, like a few weeks ago, I told you that like, you know, we invited a couple other people. So there's technically like up to five people that yeah. could be on the podcast. I said, I said, Stacy, guess who's going to be on the podcast tomorrow? Just, she goes, you yeah. and Mike. They <laughs> <I> go, yep. <laughs>
0: I'm like, yep, that's
1: right, me Mike. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know what, as long, but this, this is, this is good because, you know, I mean, maybe there's sometimes that I can't go or you can't go or whatever, yeah. and, and some and Joe will be available or Chris will be available. Mm-hmm. You know, so.
0: Yep, it yeah, worked it, out. Yeah, it'll work. Yep. All right. Well, we can wrap this one up. You can reach Rob on Twitter at Rob Krieger. Uh, he's giving up the bad idea. He's had yeah, it.
1: Giving up the bad idea.
0: Me, I, yeah. i I, I'm, I guess. Uh, I'm up for some more torture.
1: (laughs) If anyone wants to point me in an easy way to get them, that's fine. I'm not going through any more hoops.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm at Mike Myers brunch and you can find us at geekbrunchpodcast.com. Also on Facebook, click the like button on geek brunch podcast and you can follow the episode threads there and we'll be back hopefully in two weeks. And it'll be yes. a mystery as to who it will be, but hopefully it's somebody.
1: It'll be fun, regardless. Yeah. There you go. Mike, uh, thanks for talking. I had a great time.
0: Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, take yep. care, and we'll be I, back. We'll we'll bring Stacy
1: as our uh, third host. I I told her that one day it's gotta, yeah. she's got to do it with Barb. Yeah, there you go. I'm, I want to hear that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good rest of your day. All right,
0: talk to you later. Bye. Bye.